Hello and welcome to episode 7 of Nick and Frank Fighting Takes remote version. Today we are talking about UFC 249, uh, a potential Masvidal-McGregor fight, uh, what's happening with Fight Island, and much, much more previewing all of UFC 249. Let's get right into it. All right, Nick, we are back. How you been? We are finally back. I feel better than ever. All my dreams are coming true with this Saturday card finally happening. Yeah, absolutely. And we were talking about where we wanted to start with the card, top to bottom. We're starting right at the top. Tony Ferguson versus Justin Gaethje for the interim UFC lightweight championship. Winner presumably gets Khabib Nurmagomedov. So, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Uh, so, Nick, um, I know this isn't the fight we wanted. We obviously wanted to see Ferguson Khabib, uh, but this is not a bad switch. Uh, Justin Gaethje f- well, pretty much gets a, a, a fuller camp uh, than what he would have taken if it was still April 19th. Um, so, that should just mean both of these fighters are coming in hot. How do you see this fight playing out, Nick? I'm going to ruin all the fan streams. I'm saying we're never going to see Khabib versus Ferguson because Justin Gaethje, the highlight reel, is going to knock Ferguson out in the second round. You're just coming right in for it, huh? Coming right in for it. Uh, so let me ask you first. Obviously, we saw Ferguson make weight for the fight that didn't even take place. So you're picking against that guy, huh? I'm picking against crazy. I know it's a tough bet, but so what I do you? Cop- so what do you? Uh, what's your explanation? You just think Gaethje's much better, or he catches Ferguson slipping? I've I've seen Ferguson. I will give it to Ferguson. I've seen him get rocked, but come back from it. But I have to say, Gaethje's a different animal. His what powers. Do you, what do you mean? Ferguson hasn't lost since two thousand and twelve. Hey, was he rocked? I mean, he did get rocked. He got back from it. I'll give him that. And then that Pettis fight, he was getting hit a few times. Pettis he, doesn't have the power of Gaethje. This is true, but come on, he was winning that Pettis fight. I mean, I've seen Gaethje knock out people I couldn't believe got knocked out. His fight against Edson Barbosa, which was just yes, that, yes. a butt whooping. I will, uh, I will say, though, I mean, if you look at Justin Gaethje's side, he... 18-2, and two, uh, two losses uh, to Eddie Alvarez and Dustin Poirier, probably the two toughest opponents he's ever faced uh, in the UFC and in mar- mixed martial arts. And obviously, Tony Ferguson um, is going to be by far his toughest uh, competition yet. So I just can't pick against El Kukui. I'm picking Ferguson third round, and of course, I'm going with the Dark Knight, or the Darce Knight, excuse me. He's going to Darsome, and it's going to be legendary, and we're finally going to see Tony Ferguson versus Khabib. Hopefully, uh, Khabib's in Ramadan right now, so hopefully uh, with the outcome of this fight uh, with uh, Gaethje and Ferguson, hopefully later in this year we could see Ferguson versus uh, Khabib for uh, the undisputed UFC lightweight championship. but obviously, this is like the first sporting event, really, in America since this whole coronavirus has hit. So I obviously know uh, I'm very excited for this whole card. We're obviously going to get uh, keep going through this whole card. But 
Nick, tell me just your excitement level to finally be able to watch him fights. I am thrilled. And I believe the UFC's numbers after this pay-per-view are going to go off the chain. Yep. I mean, through the roof. Their pay-per-view sales are just... It's going to be like... It's going to break their top ten highs, I believe. Especially with this stack card. Right, because the only thing we've really been able to watch is The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan documentary. Um, but obviously some people might not like that. Some people want to see something live. And this is really going to be the first event um, in quite some time. Pretty much since, I think... I mean, even the last UFC card was what in the one in Brazil with no fans that they managed to pull off. So, um, obviously, hopefully, I mean, we're, we're shooting this on uh, Wednesday, May 6th. It's going to be going out later, so hopefully this doesn't get canceled because obviously we saw uh, the one in April 19th, uh, Disney and ESPN uh, put, put, the, put the Knicks on that one, so we had to wait a little bit longer. But hopefully if this card plays out well, uh, it will be worth the wait. Uh, so moving on to the Bantamweight Championship, Henry Cejudo is the champion defending his belt against Sleepfest Dominic Cruz. Hasn't fought in three years, but he somehow gets a title shot immediately. Nick, your thoughts on this Bantamweight Championship? I will say before we get to that, I usually have like an idea who's going to win performance of the night and fight of the night. Yeah. I was so hard for me to choose just because how stacked this card is. Oh, there's so many but different I, options. I, I did think the performance of Nick was going to be our main event, but this could be... Hopefully this ain't a snooze fest, but I can see one of these guys win performance of the night. But I'm going to have to go with the guy who's been out three years. Really? I say, I say his style is unique, and I know he lost to Garbrandt, which the Garbrandt worked him. I'll give him, I'll give him that. Garbrandt did work him. But I think his style is just so unique, and Cejudo does not have the power to like alter uh, Dominic Cruz. I have to give it to Dominic Cruz, and I will say by decision, maybe split decision. Really, that's that's interesting. I'm picking the dude with the long layoff. Uh, <laughs> it, it's hard to pick against Triple C, obviously, because he's been very uh, dominant defending all of his belts. I'm just kind of a little annoyed we didn't get to see Aldo, uh, Cejudo, so have, hopefully that fight still can happen. Um, but for this fight in particular, it's just, you know, Cruz hasn't fought in three years. His last fight wasn't even a win, although he has the longest reigning Bantamweight championship. Um, but you know, I, I'm going to pick Cejudo. Uh, I don't know if, if you believe in ring rust, uh, but it's, it's going to be a different atmosphere. Obviously, there's going to be no fans for this entire fight card. Um, so you're going to have to get yourself hyped up. And I just see Cejudo coming in. And I don't know if I see a finish. I'll pick a unanimous decision for Cejudo. So uh, any final thoughts on that championship fight? I, I don't, Well, I used to believe in ring rust. And then we had the McGregor-Cerrone fight, which I was 100% wrong on. But yeah, lots of records I, show that uh, Nick thought uh, Cerrone was going to win that fight. <laughs> I did. I'll say that just because of the ring rust. But, I mean... Cruz has come back from layoffs before, and I mean, he hasn't finished anybody, but he has won a unanimous decision a few times. This is true, yep. So I don't, I think he's used to the ring rush, especially because how many layoffs we had, he had. I mean, without layoffs, he could possibly, he could have contended with Garbrandt again for the title before TJ Dillashaw. Cheater. But I think, yeah, the cheater. 
Uh, I do. I think Cruz can do it. I just think his set style is so unique that we could see an upset. I know that yeah. the Vegas odds aren't going to be with me on this one. No, you're right though. I think we both think Henry Cejudo is pretty cringy. Uh, so seeing if he if he was to get knocked out, I mean, I I think it'd be funny because he'd finally have to shut up for a little while. No one shut him up in quite some time. Um, so either way, I mean, I'm happy to to see uh, two championship fights uh, on this same card. Um, but this next fight is probably one of the the second the most second one I'm most excited for. Francis Ngannou first Rosen Strike. I mean, this one was canceled and made like like every other fight three different times. It seems like it seems like it's finally happening. Um, presumably, you would think Nick, the winner of this one, would get uh, Stipe or DC or not DC uh, Stipe uh, if Stipe were to defend his belt against DC, which we'll talk about that later if that happens. But you would think this would the winner of this would vault you up to the number one contender spot. So how do you see this fight playing out? Uh, I believe this is going to be our third fight in a row that we're going to have a different opinion. Because I heard for, through the game, friends, you weren't picking the guy who was going to be my pick. And I, I believe, yep, France. I believe Francis Ngannou. Just because, I mean, yeah. Hopefully, this won't be like a snore fest like we had with the Derek Lewis fight. Yes, so but upsetting. But I believe, believe Ngannou. He has the power. He has the finishes. I be, I do believe. Whatever happens, this is ending in the first round. I mean, really? we said that about the Lewis Nagano fight, and we were wrong. But I ha- I believe that this will end in the first round, and I think Nagano is going to be the one who's going to get his hand raised. Are you, you're going first round knockout, Nagano, huh? Yes. Wow. Uh, I, I just look at Rosenstrike. Obviously, this is going to be his stiffest competition. Uh, he's faced uh, Arvlovsky and o- Overeem. Obviously, we all know about his last second, four-second uh, spare uh, knockout against Alistair Overeem. He busted his lip wide open. Um, man, I, I hope someone gets knocked out. <laughs> I really hope it's just not going to be another one of those uh, snooze fests where it's uh, they're just staring at each other. They're all trying to counterpunch, even like we saw uh, Adesanya Romero. Like... A super hyped up fight where both these dudes have crazy power and they just stare at each other for 25 minutes. Obviously, this is going to be a three round fight, a 15 minute fight. So hopefully that that gives them uh, more reason to be aggressive. And obviously, you, you want to really impress uh, Dana White and the matchmakers because if you have the winner of this walks away with a, a thunderous win, thunderous win, excuse me, it's going to be hard to go against picking them. Uh, the winner of the fight. To, to face the champion, and, you know, I'm picking Rosenstrike. Undefeated, <laughs> undefeated, 10-0. and 0. He's got plenty of, of first-round knockouts. Uh, two in the UFC. Uh, he's had two fights go uh, uh, 10 seconds, 9 seconds, 29 seconds. And we've seen him uh, dig down deep against Overeem with four seconds to spare to win that fight. So I am picking Rosenstrike. Third round, uh, head kick. <laughs> head kick. Well, for I, guys who are known for their punches, that's kind of hey, that's out there. He's a kickboxer as well. You're gonna have to. I, I think he's gonna catch him slipping, like like we seen I'm, like we seen Nganu fight um, when he fought Stipe. It's like if you survive the first round and then you can just lay on him and hold him up against the fence. That that the gas tank's gonna fall down. 
Um, and I think Rosenstrike survives the first round. That's the key, obviously, with uh, Ninganu. you got to survive the first few minutes in the first round. And if you do that, I think the fight goes into your favor. I think Rosenstrike survives and catches him slipping. I will say this. Overeem did explode. I mean, not Overeem. Rosenstrike did explode Overeem's lip. But, I mean, I think you're forgetting the guy who sent Overeem into orbit. <laughs> you're not or, wrong. I think, I think we're forgetting how bad that knockout was because I, I think that was on the hel- headlines of ESPN for, like, over, like, three months. Um, that, I, just yeah. think, I just think the gas tank, the gas tank thing was a little weird thing to put in there just because... It looked like Rosenstruck. That was a Hail Mary punch he had against Overeem. No, I'm just saying, I'm just, yeah, both of these dudes' gas tanks are going to be questionable, but I'm just saying, uh, we have more experience with watching Nganu with his gas tank drained, where we've seen Rosenstruck dig down deep before, you know what I'm saying? Okay. All right. But nonetheless, I mean, this is going to be a very interesting fight, um, and. We've gone three fights we've talked about, and we've had three different uh, predictions, so let's go to this next one here. <laughs> Featherweight Jeremy uh, Stevens versus uh, Calvin Guitar. Uh, another another sleepy uh, fight. Both of these guys can can put each other down um, whenever. Guitar's uh, coming off a loss to uh, Zabit, who is a freak of nature. <laughs> And uh, Stevens is a very a very accomplished fighter, but is also coming off a, a, a lot of losses. Hasn't won since 2018. Has also lost to Zabit um, Aldo. So both of these dudes are looking for a first win in a while. So who do you see that coming out uh, winning this fight? I did look at the record also. I did see both of these guys lost to Zabit by decision. Yeah. I, that didn't really influence my decision that much, but it did. The win losses did. I I like Stevens. He's a good striker and everything. Yep. But I think I'm gonna have to give it to Qatar. Really. And I think I, I this is another fight. I think it's also gonna go to decision. Yeah. It's gonna be unanimous, I believe. Qatar unanimous decision. Um, I, we will have our first agreements. <laughs> I will also pick Qatar. Um, and you know what? I'll, I'll go with. Uh, a unanimous decision as well. This is one of these fights where it's not. It's going to be looked over a lot, but watch, watch this one be a crazy first 30-second knockout. <laughs> uh, so definitely another good fight in that featherweight division. But the last fight of the main card, we have George's favorite fighter, Greg, or Nixon, excuse me, Nick's favorite fighter, Greg Hardy uh, versus Jorgen uh, D. Castro, who doesn't have a Wikipedia page. Come on, Wikipedia. Um <laughs> But, Nick, how do you see this Greg Hardy fight playing out? I'm just going to say this. If Wikipedia don't know him, why should I? Exactly. I'm, I'm going to give it – here's our second agreement, I believe. I'm also going to give it to Greg Hardy. I believe this one – we're going to see a lot of Greg Hardy. I think this is going to be a second-round TKL. Yep. I think he's going to ground and pound him in the second round. Yeah, he uh, hasn't – he's had some time off um, ever since his last loss to Volkov, which was in uh, November of 2019. Um, but uh, he came out of the UFC, uh, came in flying colors with, I mean, uh, Dana White's contender series looked amazing. Um, he had, although he has had two losses with the one with the illegal knee, but he was winning that fight. Um, and then he, he bounced back, um, and destroyed Juan Adams, poor guy. (laughs) And then he had the, uh, he had the win where he had the unanimous decision, but, uh, used an inhaler, which is, uh, (laughs) 
not legal. Oh, no. <laughs> not legal. Can't do that. And then uh, after that fight, uh, he got a really step up in competition. And, and you know, he lost to Volkov uh, unanimously, but he took that fight on short notice from October to November. Didn't really have uh, much layoff and then a whole other camp. But, you know, didn't get knocked out. Uh, proved he belonged. And I'm also going to pick Greg Hardy here. I'll go first round. I'll, I'll go first round KO. I thought he looked great in that Volkov fight. Yeah, it, I, you, I, can, you can tell that he just fought months before and didn't have much uh, of a break. But, I mean, it's not like he went in there and, and got knocked out immediately. He, he really hold, held his own. I was I was even surprised they scheduled this match. I thought he should have got a, like a top ten, another top ten opponent because I think you could have uh, – when we get further down the card, I think you could have matched him up against either of these guys – Olenek and Wyrdom, which we're going to pick our winner of that soon. Yeah. Or another top 10 guy, maybe Orlowski or someone. Well, yeah, looking at the rankings, uh, Greg Hardy's not even ranked yet. Uh, so maybe uh, getting a win here will get him ranked or uh, nearly ranked and get him maybe a top 10 to top 15 opponent. So um, he's on his way. Uh, he's had some really good moments, and he's had some two really bad moments in the UFC. So hopefully, uh, nonetheless, we all know how his power uh, is insane. So hopefully he displays his power. And uh, another big fight here, the main event of the prelims, you get Cowboy Cerrone versus uh, Anthony Pettis, both coming off losses. Um, so where do you see this one going, uh, Nick? We saw with Cerrone's obviously last fight in January uh, when he got uh, <laughs> he it, he got mauled quickly by uh, Conor McGregor, uh, and he said himself uh, with an interview with ESPN that. Uh, Donald showed up, but Cowboy didn't, and it was another one of those fights where he was the main event and did not show up, and obviously he's not in the main, main stage here, but it is the main event of the prelim, um, so where do you see this fight going? Once you said, like, preliminary card, I thought you meant main card, too, because there, this is another stacked four to five fights. Yeah. Um, I, uh, this is fight is good, I'll give it that. This fight's a great fight to set up. But I don't think Cowboy's showing up for this one either. Really? I I have to give it to Anthony Pettis. I know he's coming off two losses, but I take those two losses over Cowboy's now three to four losses in a row. I love Cowboy. I think he's great. I did pick him for the McGregor fight, and that turned out bad for me. <laughs> I don't know so why. I, <laughs> I got to go for Anthony Pettis. I'm going to say we're going to see Showtime again. I'm going to... This is going to be a huge thing. I'm going to say third round is going to end in a blaze of glory. He's going to do a showtime kick so off the cage oh and gosh. finish him on the ground. Well, yeah, looking looking back at uh, Cerrone's uh, losses, uh, he's fought McGregor, Gaethje, and Ferguson in a row, three of some of the best fighters <laughs> in the world. Um, his last one was against uh, Aya Quinta all the way back in May of 2019, so... It's been, it's gonna be over a year since his last win uh, for Cowboy Cerrone, and you know, he's, you know, he's, he's been talking about he wants to fight all three cards, which <laughs> obviously Saturday uh, is gonna be 2:49. Then the UFC is gonna do another card Wednesday, and another one Saturday, which we will have uh, you guys covered on for all of these cards now that we're up back and running. But the idea of Cowboy Cerrone fighting in all three cards, it's not gonna happen. Uh, it would be cool to see if he was to get like an early knockout and you could tell he got no damage done to him that if they would let him fight again a week later. But 
for this fight, you know, I'm really tough. I'm with you. Like, I loved Cowboy Cerrone. Um, you know my love for Conor McGregor, so I obviously had to go with McGregor. Um, but, you know, I think I'm with you. I, I think I see Pettis knocking him out. It's just one of those things. I, yeah, we haven't seen Cowboy win in so long. It's it's going to be a dip down in competition a little bit. Obviously, uh, Pettis is no joke, but he's not on the uh, the Ferguson, Gaethje's, or McGregor's of the world. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll take Pettis here, uh, second round uh, TKO, uh, and then uh, covering uh, the rest of the the, the preliminary card. Um, and some other good ones: Olenek, uh Verdum. So we're in another heavyweight. Uh, fight. So where do you see that one going? Um, this one wasn't as difficult as the rest of them. I don't. Verdum's been off for at least two years, and also I've seen his style of fighting. I think he's going to be. I do believe there's rest going to be a factor for this one, especially if you consider the COVID nineteen and how people how well fighters are training these days. You don't really get that uh, partner. Or that style of fight, uh, sparring you're used to. I think Olenek wins this one because I've seen his grappling. Yep. And I know he's pretty good at it. Pretty good. Okay, one of the best. I'll say that. Also, he has like something like 56 fights in him. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I think Olenek's going to win this. I'll say first round Ezekiel choke. I'm thinking it's going to end in a bad <laughs> We haven't seen the Verdum's kind of fallen off the planet Earth since he lost the championship to Stipe. Um, it had beat Walt Harris, but also lost to Overeem and Volkov. Um, so he's looking to really get back into the swing of things. Like you said, has not fought since March 17th of 2018. Hasn't won since no, uh, November 19th of 2017. So he's another one looking to get back on it. And um, I, I'm with you. I don't think he gets back on it. Olenek is just... <laughs> been around since the beginning of time it seems like like you said he's got uh, 58 wins and 13 losses um he did also fight earlier uh this year against maurice green on that ufc 246 card the mcgregor card um so he's looking to get back into the swing of things as well looking to get a win streak going uh and i think uh olenic does get uh the win i'll go uh unanimous decision and then, is there any other uh, fight you wanted to cover? Um, the, the rest uh, of them are they're they're all right. I think we we can at least we don't have to go that deep into explanation. But I mean, the next the next two are uh, are known fighters. I would say, like yeah, to both both the people in the fight. Yeah, so we have uh, Michelle Watterson versus uh, Carla uh, Esperanza, um, karate karate hottie. <laughs> uh, I gotta go. She's looking to, to, to get back on uh, the winning side. Uh, lost to Joanna Zijacic. Um That was in October of 2019. Um, but, you know, she's she's up there with one of the best fighters uh, for the on the women's side. Uh, she just can't seem to, to beat the, the top, top competition when it comes to her way. Uh, so do you see her getting the win in this card? I would have to say yes because, I mean, Go into a dis- I mean, that fight looked closer than the judges scored it between the Karate Hattie and the, the Boogie Woman. Yeah. And uh, Carla, I've, I know she was the, like the first female strawweight champion until the Boogie Woman got to her. Um, 
but I don't. I know she's on a two fight win streak too, but yeah. I don't think I see her winning this one, just because how I know how big Karate Hottie gets and how her style of kickboxing works. Yeah. Because she'll, I'll, I'll say this will go unanimous decision because I know she's gonna outpoint Carla Espras. Yeah, you look back at uh, Carla Espras's fights, and they the the competition hasn't been all that great. Um, so, granted, it's been uh, she had a majority decision and a unanimous decision. Um, and I, I see Karate Hottie coming on, getting back um, in, in the in the mix of things for a potential uh, title fight if things break her way and she can get another step up in the competition. I'll go Watterson. Uh, I'll go unanimous decision as well. I don't see a knockout there or a finish there. Uh, I'll go Watterson uh, unanimous decision also. And then the final fight on ESPN's prelim card that starts at 8 uh, p.m. is a, a middleweight fight. Uh, Uriah Hall versus uh, Ronaldo Souza. How do you see this fight playing out? Now, this this one was also a difficult one because I know Uriah Hall's on a two-fight win streak. And yeah. I know Ronaldo Souza, the Gator, is on, I believe, either a uh, two-fight uh, two two, losing streak. Yep, losing but, streak. But the level of competition between the two, I don't really know the two fighters Uriah Hall beat. But, I mean... um. Ronaldo Souza did lose a split decision to uh, John Blaskowitz, which yep. who's going to contend for a fight against John Jones. He's a contender if Reyes too doesn't have it. Yep. So I am going to give it to Souza just because is this a this is a light heavyweight bout, right? This is a middleweight bout. Oh, middleweight. So they're both going back down to middleweight. I know Souza was really good at middleweight. He was he was considered fighting Yol. Which went also went to a decision, but he was like a top title contender. While Uriah Hall was getting like pieced up by Paulo Costa Our guy. and the Our rest boy. of the middleweights. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So I'm gonna give it to Souza. I think it's gonna end in a second round submission. I don't know what submission though, but I think Hall's gonna tap out. Hall is gonna tap out. All right. Last fight uh, for ESPN. I'm gonna pick. I'll go Hall, just to change it up. I know Souza has definitely had an upper uh, in the in the talent uh, advantage. He's definitely been more experienced in the in the bigger fights. Um, but I'm gonna go a little out of the box here. Probably go against Vegas in this one, and I'll pick Uriah Hall um, on the two fight winning streak. Like you said, hasn't lost since Paula Costa. Um, but I'll go. I'll, I'm gonna say he's gonna knock him out. He's got he's got power. He's got a lot of uh, he's got a lot of finishes with TKOs. So, I'm going to go TKO punches for uh, Uriah Hall. Uh, no no idea what round, but it, it's going to happen. Um, you got to choose between three. <laughs> all right, I'll go two. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, that's going to uh, wrap up our, our, our UFC 249 uh, discussion. But, I mean, this card on paper, Nick, has got to be an A to a minus range. I mean, just so many really good fights. Um, so scale out of one out of ten, your excitement level for this one. I would give it a, a nine. I would say this. I wouldn't give it a ten yet. I mean, if if the one fight we're going to talk about in the future was on this card, that would be my perfect ten. But I'll give it a nine, just because all you see all these fighters, they want to get back into the groove of things. You know, some of them are fighting for that paycheck and the bonus. Yep. You're gonna see a lot of exciting fights happen. It's gonna be great. I can't wait for Saturday. Yeah, I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna give it a nine and a half. I mean, anytime you can get 
two championships on the same card, and also have a Nganu Rosenstrike, Soroni uh, Pettis, Hardy Castro type fights. Uh, I think this this card on paper is going to be loaded, but obviously on paper is a lot different. Like we've seen uh, Adesanya Romero look great on paper, but uh, certainly wasn't great. Um, so very excited for this card Saturday. Uh, we will also say uh, we should have a follow-up episode uh, whenever our schedules line up again. Hopefully we're shooting uh, for the follow-up Monday, uh, and that episode will be a recap of 249 and a preview of the two other cards uh, that upcoming week. So definitely look out for that. Um, and then we wanted to talk about, after the, the card, uh, Fight Island. You know, that's definitely something that's been talked a lot about uh, with the UFC. Apparently they're doing the in- infrastructure now, and it's going to be ready by June, um, supposedly, if everything goes according to plan. So I'll just say, Nick, what, what like the whole idea or concept of Fight Island, um, I think it's super badass. What do you think about it? I think we're in the Bruce Lee movie. I think <laughs> yeah. we're in a Mortal Kombat video game. Yeah, we're in the Mortal Kombat Bruce Lee movie. You're gonna see, you're gonna see all of these fighters arrive by boat, <laughs> coming and fight to the death. I mean, Danoid's, yep. gonna, Danoid's gonna have like a metal hand. It's gonna be like a, it's gonna be like a good Bruce Lee movie. Uh, but I'm excited for this, especially because he said we're gonna have international fights on there. Yep. And I mean, it's his rules at that point. It's going to be him and the UFC rules, obviously, but, I mean, nobody can say no on that island. No, right, because um, uh, there's a lot of fights that are missing out because uh, with the whole travel situation across the uh, across the, not across the country, across the uh, world. Um, so if they can all go to this safe place where they'll obviously all get tested and everything goes according to plan, there's a lot of big international fights that, that are going to take place on this island. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, uh, I've been hearing, at least through uh, UFC, that the, the, the fights Aaron talks about is McGregor Mastodal. Which, yeah, that, which... Was, that was our next segue. Uh, Dana White <laughs> talked about it yesterday, I believe with an interview with Barstool Sports, um, talking about McGregor's next potential uh, opponent. And obviously, he's got a Khabib is, is out right now. Uh, there's another lightweight championship going on for the interim belt, so he's missing out on that. But. Uh, Masvidal was supposed to fight uh, Usman on International Fight Week, and I believe that was supposed to take place in July. But for whatever reason, that fight's not taking place now. No one's hurt. Uh, it just got canceled uh, for whatever reason. So there's been rumors that McGregor wants to fight on Fight Island. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do. Obviously, uh, Masvidal is just one fighter of the year, just been on this amazing stretch. Um, and then he's also... McGregor getting back in the swing of things. We've seen uh, an engaged McGregor, what he can do. Um, and he's one of the most uh, deadliest fighters when he's actually engaged. So if that fight were to take place, we're assuming it would be, I mean, 170, you'd think, Nick, right? I think 170. Because, I mean, obviously I mean, Masvidal uh, walks around a lot heavier. So that'd be the one thing where they'd have to, where they both could cut to, uh, to, to both make weight, but... Uh, where do you see? What would you see in this fight? It's hard to say because I mean, right now, this is the UFC's top two needle pushers. I mean, there was a reason we have, like back in the good old days, we haven't seen Silver versus GSP because you have your two top dogs. You don't want to come going after each other just because you don't want just one top dog because then you'll just have his style fights that the fans will go 
go go watch. I think this would be a great fight because they're both strikers. Yep. So we won't see any takedowns because, I mean, you know how Masvidal and McGregor feel about the takedowns. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I think it would be great. The problem is having if this is at 170, I mean, yeah, McGregor is going to bulk up because he's a natural one, uh, lightweight. Yeah. And Masvidal says he walks around at 185, him coming gun down. He said he has no problem with it. I think this is a good fight, but again, I'm going to go against this guy who I always go against for some reason. I think if this fight were to happen, I would take uh, Jorge Masvidal. That's definitely Just, yep. That's definitely not a a bad take there. Obviously, you can you, you can finish. You had more to say. Uh, just because I've seen him, we uh, I know he's lost a lot, but like back in the back before uh, last year, right? He's lost a few, but he only lost by like decisions rarely. Right. Yep. And we've seen the new side of him. He's a strike. He's a strike first, ask questions later type of guy. Ask I mean, we saw that you can ask Ben Askren that. Yeah. I mean, you can ask Leon Edwards that too. I mean, we saw <laughs> during that interview. What do you say? The three piece in the chicken, or the three yeah. piece in the soda? The side piece, yes. Yeah. Three piece in the soda. Um, but I mean, I think I would. No, oh, I think I would give it to Mastodon just because I've seen him knock out like competition that's now doing fairly well in Darren Till and middleweight now. Yeah. Was about to fight Robert Whitaker. Uh, I've yep. seen him not almost retire Ben Askren. And he pretty he pretty much did that. <laughs> pretty yeah, much I did. Mean, he has the Banff title for a reason. And that, that was the next question. I mean, assuming I know Dana White loves putting up belts. That's the whole reason they made the BMF belt so Diaz and Masvidal had something to fight for. You're assuming uh, Masvidal has said he'd put the belt up. So would you be okay with making like a a kind of fake BMF? Division. I mean, I don't know if they would make anything official, but obviously, if they put up the the belt and McGregor won it, uh, who's to say McGregor wouldn't want to put that up? Maybe he wanted to keep it. That's hard to say, because I mean, with the Banff title, I mean, it's a great title, but I mean, we don't know what weight class it is. Exactly, it can be all over the place. Yeah, you can't have rankings with that because then you'll have like light heavyweights like uh, Yo. Go and say, I want to fight for the belt. Right. Latifi at heavyweight wants to fight for the belt. It's kind of hard to determine the rankings of that. Right. So I think, I mean, you can just, it could be a title fight. Just have it be a Banff title and say, there's no rank. It would be like the UFC back in the day. There were no rankings. You right. just have the matchmakers pick a guy and face the guy who's on the, the best streak or face one against the toughest competition. Right, I'm not going to make any official predictions yet because the fight isn't made yet. It's all just oh. speculation. We're all just speculating that this could happen. Um, but obviously, though, I mean, those are two of the best trash talkers probably in the history of the UFC. Definitely McGregor and then Masvidal has really catapulted getting a national audience. Um, and I think that would that fight would be, I think, one of the biggest uh, UFC buys ever. Any Pretty much any fight with McGregor is automatically a huge buy, but... You throw in another huge name, uh, especially over here in America with uh, Jorge Masvidal, who's a known uh, figure uh, in the sporting world over here, and that 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 pay per view could do a lot of numbers. And supposedly McGregor wants to fight uh, sometime in June. Um, obviously, you know he, he said he's been training. Uh, I'm sure he has his own gym, like most the majority of these fighters have their own gym, so they can train. Um, 
But man, my excitement level would be an eleven out of ten for that because I, I mean, you already know uh, Conor McGregor. Excuse me, is my favorite fighter ever. But Jorge Masvidal is right there too. Um, two of these guys who who put it all on the line, and if that fight would come to fruition, that would be probably the most amped up I've ever been for a UFC event. So, do you have any final thoughts on Fight Island or that potential fight? Like I said before, it would be a scary thought just because these are your two needle pushes now. These are the guys who would uh, who fought for pay per view sales. Especially, well, I know Masvidal hasn't been doing it lately, but he's been on his like he's been on the come up. So no now way. you have your two needle pushers, and it would just be a tough fight to call. I mean, I like them both. They're like uh, some of my favorite fighters, even though I picked against McGregor. You pick which him was like, my you, you pick against him every time. <laughs> that just happens. I just think uh, he he just proves me wrong time. Have and you time have and you again. not seen his left hand? Yeah, he just proves me wrong. Maybe he'll prove me wrong this time too if this fight actually happens. I don't know. I'm I am excited, but I'm also kind of scared. Right, I mean, that that fight would be ooh, crazy, but there is an, one more fight we're going to talk about um, that's, that's more likely to happen. Um, Steve Bay, DC3. Um, DC is, you know, getting antsy, talking crap now on Instagram and trying to call out Steve Bay, and it's just like, just stop. Please just stop. Uh, Steve Bay uh, can't even train right now in the state of Ohio. No gyms are open. He doesn't have his own personal gym, so he has nowhere to train. Uh DC said he wanted to fight in August. Stipe said that's too early. Um, DC said he's ducking him. Where I don't even really understand that because he was ducking Stipe for a while. Uh, and you also poked him in the eye so many times he had retina damage. So you deserve to wait uh, a very long time for, for all that, DC, for making him wait. Poking him in the eyes. And then, uh, yeah, your, your kidney uh, almost exploded. So uh, <laughs> what would you make of, of this the trash talking that's going on and just the fight itself? I think I think the tr- trash talking is necessary because, I mean, DC did say it's his last fight. He's, he's made that. He's made that confirmed that Stipe versus him, the third fight, will be his last. He said with the expiration date that his was last year I think he just wants the fight to happen now just because like he's getting older I think what what's his age like maybe 42 yeah he's a, a low uh, low 40s low 40s he's getting up there he does I think he just because he's not he's now a high school wrestling coach he's it right. seems like he loves that a lot I think he just wants to be done with fighting Win lose, I know he's definitely going to retire. And plus, he's got excited. it. I'm excited for this fight. Yep. I think I'm going to cry at the end of it. Just not right. I, 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 I love DC. They're not dying. They're, <laughs> they're not dying. They're just. He's they're just going to retire, and he's got to. He's going to be making millions from uh, uh, announcing. So yeah, he's going to be doing all right. Uh, he's a great. I'll give it to him. He's a great announcer. He really is. He very very much in detail. He, he counteracts with uh, Joe Rogan while well, I'll give him that, but I mean he knows his he knows his times are coming up, and like uh, we've all said before, even he said the John Jones fight ain't happening, so you can't. There's no way he's going to be yeah, there, there for is, that. There is no fight. This, this is DC's yeah. life. It is Stipe. It's it's not a matter of uh, if it's going to happen. It's just a matter of yeah, where or when. Yep. Um, but you already know. I'm not like. No official predictions until fights um, come 
<laughs> to, to fruition, and and it has been booked and scheduled. But so you, I'm a bad you, guy. you already you already know where I'm going, baby. I mean, yeah. Stipe is uh, the most decorated heavyweight of all time, the best heavyweight of all time, um, and I don't really think there's a a whole huge argument for anybody else, really. Maybe DC if he was to beat him again, um, but man, Stipe's defended the belt so many times. Has won it on two separate occasions. Uh, like I said, no official predictions, but it, it, it'd be it'd be hard to pick against Stipe. But although I mean, the the first two fights were really weird. I mean, the first one they went in the clinch and Stipe got caught, and the second one it seemed like DC was dominating, but he you know he got cocky. His hands were down a lot. Uh, he didn't really go for the takedowns, and Stipe made it a great adjustment. Uh, with the left body strikes, and guess what? what? Go to the wheel enough, go to the well enough, and guess what? And he caught him up top uh, and knocked him out and won the belt back. But like you said, I mean, DC's one of the greatest fighters ever. Uh, he just couldn't beat the, the top, top competition. Uh, John Jones, who's arguably the greatest fighter ever. Um, and then Stipe, one of the greatest heavyweights of all time. DC's got an illustrious career, um, but he, he's just not good at trash talking. So please don't try to trash talk Stipe. You just... You're more of a, you're more of a family guy. You're, you're not you're not with the McGregor's and Masvidal's where any any comment will actually hurt anybody, especially Stipe. So he's a nice guy. He's that's nice what I'm, guy. that's what I'm trying to say. He's a nice guy. So your comments aren't going to hurt anybody. I will say this: this could because I believe they're both they're two they're the two best heavyweights of all time. I I I think that's good enough because I think either of them would have beat Brock. At the, at his time. Oh yeah, come on. Uh, Kane dropped off the face of the. <laughs> he went to the WWE. Yes. After after he just had too many injuries. I think these are the two uh, best heavyweights of all time. It's hard to argue with that. I think Stipe's won just because of the defense, and then you can say Cormier's too. Yeah, definitely, I, definitely think so. And I'm just, I mean, if this fight happens, and <clears throat> like we talked about on uh on our own in a previous podcast uh, of scenarios in the heavyweight division. I mean, let's say DC does win and it's a close fight, you know, decision or whatnot. Uh, obviously he's going to retire after that. You think or not, you think, yeah, yeah the, va- the belt's going to be vacant. So, I mean, it, what is it going to be? Stipe again Stipe. versus the winner of Ninganu Rosenstrike. I mean, that's Curtis blades has a, has a huge say as well. Um, so it's really interesting to see where this heavyweight division goes. Especially if DC wins, obviously if Stipe uh, was to defend the belt again, you just give him one of Ninganu, uh, Blades, or Rosen Strike. Really, uh, whoever's looking the best and, and is and is healthy and really uh, ready to fight. But um, if DC wins, it kind of gets a little weird because he's obviously the belt's going to be vacant, um, and and we're going to have to see what happens. But this has been a great episode to, to come back to a lot to talk about. Uh, do you have any final comments? Uh, I know we're both really excited for Saturday. Yeah, I would say this about the DC thing. I would say win-lose against DC versus Stipe. Stipe will be in the next fight for the heavyweight championship. I think he would either go against a Rosenstrike, Nagano, win, or a Blades. Yeah, I think that's just what makes sense. Um, But definitely, we're going to have to wait to see what happens with the heavyweight division and and all of these divisions, especially this weekend with the, uh, the craziness in the lightweight division. So... Thank you guys for uh, welcoming us back. It's episode 7 of Nick and Frank Fighting Takes. Uh, We will hopefully see you guys Monday, uh, if not Monday, definitely sometime next week before Wednesday. So thank you guys for tuning in, and have a great day. That's a lot to talk about.